Hey, it's Domestic Don, Josh Landers. But now I think I need to change my name to Suburban Don or Suburban Josh. We finally did it. We finally moved out of that ghetto, heavy intersection, burnout, fucking BMW, souped up Hyundai intersection. We're gone. It's out. Now some other poor sucker, which I kind of want to go drive by sometime just to see and, you know, maybe not cathartic, uh, but just uh, almost sadly look at this man's situation who bought this house. I think it was a man. Anyways, um, we're out of there. So no more taggings on the fence. No more shootings right outside our garage. Uh, no more drunken Cinco de Mayo parties in the field behind our house, which was festive and fun, but not when I'm trying to sleep on a Wednesday night. So that's, it's over. It's over with. Now we're in the suburbs. So I'm one of those fucking yuppie Northern California uh, pricks now. So I've become that. And you know what? It feels pretty good. It feels pretty fucking good. It feels pretty good to have a second bathroom. It feels pretty good to have uh, quiet when I go outside. And all I hear, instead of the... Instead of that, I just hear... That's it. That's all I hear. I hear frogs. And the other house wasn't that bad, house-wise. If we could just pick that house up, built an extra bathroom, or even a half a bathroom, and planted it somewhere quieter, it would have been all right. But now we're here. And if you do have more than two people in your house, if you have three or four, if you happen to have roommates, or God forbid, kids, if you have any of those, I really implore you. I, I can't say it enough. I cannot say it enough that you need that half bathroom. Just that extra bathroom. In this fucking house that we bought, it's not huge, square footage-wise. It's two stories, which is weird. I don't think I've ever lived in a two-story house before. Uh, it, but it's not big. It's not a massive place. But it's big enough for four people. And what we have, we have two and a half bathrooms. So we have one full bathroom for the kids, one actual full bathroom in our bedroom, and a half bathroom downstairs. And it's fucking luxurious. I'm not going to lie. I'm a capitalistic swine. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a person who wants more. I once wanted a tiny home. And I probably still do. Maybe in my golden years. Is that the, the retirement? Is that what they're... I'm never going to fucking retire. I don't think... It, does anybody actually retire anymore? I'm, I don't think I... I don't have retirement. I have like a little bit. Not, not enough to fucking buy a tiny home even. And tiny homes are even going up now, right? So I see all these people. I, uh, anyways, the tiny home movement's cool and all, but only if you're single or if you if it's just you and your girlfriend uh, with matching haircuts. Those are the people that should get tiny homes. It, a family of four, can it be functional without murdering each other? Not for me. There's no way I can live in a tiny home with my wife and two kids. Absolutely no fucking way. I would go insane. If I had my own separate tiny house, fine. If the kids had their own separate tiny house, sure. But that, what are we going to buy, four of them? If you buy four tiny houses and a fucking uh, an inch of land in California, you're already paying up the ass for that anyways. So might as well just get a house, right? In the suburbs, like the yuppie white prick I am. But it's, it's nice because the backyard's not huge, big enough, enough space uh, for the dog to go out there and shit. On the artificial lawn, and that's another thing I don't, I don't totally understand artificial lawns. So that's a kind of that's a backlash, I guess, against this house is the artificial lawn. I don't get them. It's one, it's it's 
weird looking to always have the same height of grass. I've always liked wild. I've always liked, you know, high grass uh, um, and things that don't look perfect. You know, the things that aren't getting fucking leaf blown all over the place, which is another thing about this place. No fucking leaf blowers. I haven't heard one leaf blower yet. I'm sure people have gardeners around here, but I haven't heard one leaf blower at 630 in the fucking morning on a Tuesday yet. So that's a positive. I'm a positive person lately. I'm sleeping better. Maybe that's it. I'm actually sleeping. I'm sleeping in my own bed. Rather than crawling to the couch and covering my ears with two pillows, I, like a cancerous fucking Princess Leia, a pillow on each side, bundled up, just closing out the sounds around me, I'm actually sleeping in my own bed. And that's huge. I mean, maybe that's why I'm a little more chipper. I'm also more chipper because I'm quitting my job. Not tomorrow, but I'm putting in my, basically, uh, telling the higher-ups, that's it, that's it, I'm done. I'm not coming back next year. And that's a massive weight off my chest because I, I don't like what I was doing. I don't like what I'm doing. Uh, but then again, there's that fear factor of not knowing what I'm doing next. But that's just the way I live. All right? That's the way I live, people. Uh, I'll go to the next job, my 43rd. Oh, wait, the 43rd president, 44th president? I'm kind of, I, I don't know what it, what it is. But I am around that time now where I'm going to get more, I, whatever. I'm an odd job guy. I don't think I'm, met, I'm not meant for a career. I'm just not. That whole 401k shit, even though I'm a, I'm a yuppie suburban cocksucker, I'm not meant for that life. So I'll get a job. And what I'm looking for now that I'm fucking old, getting older, I'm looking for a job that has full benefits. And I never thought that was that important before. But yesterday, I got my fucking skull drilled on for a couple of hours to fix some upper teeth, some old, you know, fucking uh, mercury-filled fillings, probably, that I got when I was 14, 15 years old. So those motherfuckers have been in my mouth for 25, 26, probably just fully poisoning my blood for the last two and a half decades. But, you know, they... they Kind of took that old one out that was starting to crumble or crack or whatever and just kind of fucking loaded me up on the on the upper right side. Because like I've, I've mentioned in the past, I'm going through some orthodontic work lately. But you know what the fucking bill was for that? I don't have dental. I'm a fucking teacher in Northern California that doesn't have dental insurance. I have medical insurance, no dental. So I'm now I'm looking for jobs that have dental, that have full 100% dental and vision and medical because that shit adds up. And now that I'm starting to get work done, and I'm sure some organs will start to fail in the next decade, hopefully not. I haven't drank in six days, so you know I'm, I'm doing good to my liver. Um, not saying I'm never going to drink again, but six days is pretty good for me, right? The last beer I had was uh, during the fucking what was it the Texts? No, the Titans beating the Patriots last weekend. That was the last beer I had. So not not quite six days. It'll be six days tomorrow. But I'm not drinking today, and it's kind of have a day off. It's a day off. I don't teach today. I just have a dumb meeting later. But I'm not going to drink. So kudos to you, Josh. Pat on the back. Pat on the back. Um, but yeah, it adds up. All this medical shit adds up. It was a, like a thousand bucks to get fucking two fillings filled. And if I had medical insurance, it probably would have been a couple hundred. So that's where that's my goals now. That's my life goal. Get a job that pays just as much or even more than what I have been doing over the last 10 years um, at whatever level of teaching, but get a job that is mundane, that I don't have to take home with me, I can still do this dumb shit that nobody listens to, but I am starting to write more, so that's good again, I'm getting back into that game, 
So I'm starting to get things rolling creatively again. And again, it's just kind of sucking me down, living in the ghetto. Um, I know it's, I know, I know all you people who actually grew up in bad places, in bad environments, uh, worse than what I grew up in, in terms of not having much money, of course. Uh, but we didn't have any gang affiliated uh, people, right? The, no, none of those elements going on. I wasn't trying to get hazed into a gang. Is that even hazed? That's her fucking fraternity. Um, anyways, I don't know. So shit gets expensive. And going back to where, where we just moved, that's why I haven't done a podcast in a long time. I did a short little 15-minute one, I think, around Christmas break, uh, uh, right before we went down to San Diego. But it's been, a, it's been a long ride, moving out of that other house and getting to this house. And not a cheap ride, either. We only moved about 8, 9 miles, or not even that, probably 10, less than 10 miles away. And it's a completely different world, right? That's just how kind of cities, this is kind of a pseudo city that we live in. It's not an actual fucking real city. It tries to be. It tries to be, but it's kind of like a cousin, like an ugly second cousin of a city. Not ugly in terms of the whatever fucking, I don't know. You guys don't know where I live anyways. But it's, it's expensive to move, man. Like all the selling a house and all the fees and all this shit you have to put into it. Uh, and, you know, uh, you have to get inspections. You have to uh, pay people to look at fucking a chimney pipe on the roof. And that's like 350 bucks. Uh, if there's a piece of rat shit in the garage, you got to get a fucking pest inspector to make sure there's no rats in the walls. So it, 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 all this shit adds up. And of course, you get some money kicked back once you sell the previous house to buy another house, whatever. It's all a game. It's all a fucking game. And I know I mentioned that before. But what did it, I didn't think it was going to cost a lot of money to actually <clears throat> move. Like physically move, and it didn't. Uh, I've gone from Arkansas all the way to California in a fucking twenty-six foot U-Haul, the biggest I got, towing my shitty uh, Toyota, uh, which I still wish I had. Wish it, uh, wish I didn't crash it. Well, I didn't crash it. Wish someone else didn't crash my Toyota years ago or crash into me. But I've done that, and that costs money. Of course, you're going from fucking two thousand miles away. From the south all the way to back to the west, so that's gonna that's a, gonna cost a pretty penny. Not just for the U-Haul itself on a one-way drive, but the cost of gas. And back then it was cheaper, but still, I'm sure it was two fifty a gallon back then. And those fucking those things suck up gas. So if you guys have ever moved before and used a U-Haul, you know what I'm talking about. But this one I thought was gonna be simple, quick, and easy. And simple is never in our vocabulary here. It's just not. Uh, I have no friends, right? I have no male friends within like. I don't know, uh, like true male friends within probably, or someone I feel comfortable asking, can you help me move? Can you help me lift shit? And I had a friend of mine actually do help, but I, 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 could, I didn't feel comfortable asking him. He's a rugby friend of mine. I didn't feel comfortable asking him to help us move the entire house, but just with heavy shit, right? So that was nice. So I guess I do have friends. So sh- stop fucking, stop being pity little fucking negative Nancy here. That's not PC though. Negative Nick. Stop being negative Nick here. Negative I almost said a different one. All right. Uh, just stop being negative, Josh. You do have friends. People love you. Uh, but I don't have a lot of friends where I feel like com- comfortable to ask for a, a big, a, a, lot of, a lot of stuff, I guess. Right? No one I can lean on. So, and I'm not good at that anyways. You know, I'm stupid. But when we moved, right, we got a U-Haul. We got the big fucking 26-footer again, and it's a pain in the dick to park. 
especially at the previous place where there is no parking. So I'm setting up fucking trash cans and kind of making my own cones to say, don't park on this fucking curb. My neighbors, who are the was the best part about the previous house, uh, they set out their trash cans to make sure we can park in front of their house so we can have this big loading area to go from the garage and the front door. Because the fucking driveway that we used to, it wasn't long enough for this behemoth of a vehicle. So we, I know I wanted to do one fell swoop of a move. One fucking fell swoop. Get everything out of the house. Get it all into this U-Haul. Except for the minor stuff. Pots and pans and anything else that we couldn't quite fit or jam into the cargo area of the U-Haul. But I wanted to do as much as I possibly could in one day. Right? Just take it, unload it, and have it there. And we did pretty good at that. But the thing was, it's just me and my wife. Right? And not to say anything about women. But I will. Uh, but not to say anything about women. They're not as strong as men. And I have a 14-year-old boy who hasn't really completely gone through puberty, I don't think yet. Um, So he's not able to physically pick stuff up as well. And the thing about our furniture and what my my life, what my wife likes as furniture, it's fucking heavy. It's, she has some, she bought some heavy shit. And well, guess who had to go load up the heavy, who had to go pick up the heavy shit, do you think? Right? This isn't a Me Too movement. Right? I'm not going against women. I'm just saying you're not, you're not that strong. <laughs> you're not that strong. Um, physically, I'm speak, mentally, you're very strong. Physically, you are too. Whatever. I don't know. Who cares? Um, you have elastic muscles. Can we say that? Can we just say you have elastic muscles? I think you might know what I'm talking about. Elasticity is very uh, a lot better than men's. All right? So... Heavy armoire, a uh, fucking bitch of a table that we finally got in here two weeks after we moved. Uh, just, just stuff. Just stuff that needs some bulk. It needs some muscle. It needs some man. And I didn't have that. So we made it somehow. We got everything into the U-Haul. And not without me being fucking stupid. And again, as a 41-year-old man, I should not be lifting a washing machine up into a U-Haul by myself. Uh, I should not even use a hand truck. Or the dolly, whatever you want to call it. I shouldn't be doing that on my own with a fucking filing case that weighs like 9,000 pounds. I don't know what the fuck is in that filing case. It's one of those stand-up ones businesses throw out, like put them to the curb with fucking old metal filing cabinets, whatever you want to call them, filing case, filing cabinets. You know, about, I don't know, five feet tall, four drawers, usually holds, you know, really important documents. I know the top drawer has my weed. It has a weed... My weed, which isn't much, I haven't smoked in fucking months. Weed and a pipe, and maybe a couple of books, and a bunch of old stories that I wrote, probably that I'm too, uh, um, too attached to, to throw away, which I probably should. But the rest of it, I have no clue what's in there. This thing is a bitch. It weighs, like I said, at least I'd say 300 pounds, 300 to 400 pounds. It's it's massive, and it's not that big. But just putting that on a handcart and trying to tow that up to the fucking grooved, da, 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 the grooved uh, ramp of the what the fuck do they make? I guess they make the ramps on the U-Hauls grooved for, I guess, non-slippage, right? For grip. But can they make them fucking smooth or I don't know? Do something if. They know someone's moving on their own. That thing is a pain in the ass to roll the dolly up. And then you have to get it up another fucking six inches over the ledge, the, the edge of the of the cargo area, and then get that fucker in there. So I should, I did that a lot on my own, all the heavy stuff. My wife, again, again, you know, God bless her soul. Uh, she helped. So I'm not going to say that. But, you know, my back is 
it's it's stupid. I don't know why I'm doing that to my back. I don't know why I'm doing that to my body. But I just want to get shit done. And another thing I don't do at all when I'm moving is eat. I don't sit down and eat. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I think I have my mom's gene, whatever the gene that is. And my mom is a 60, what is she now? 60, almost 69 year old woman. Uh, she still moves around and she doesn't, she, she, she has no fucking pelvic bone. Uh, she got that removed years ago. So she has no pelvic bone and she's still moving shit around furniture and you know, she just doesn't do, she, she's always been like that. So I think I have that gene. I can't stop. Once I get going with something, I don't fucking eat. I might drink. I was sipping on beer and shit while I was doing all this stuff. Um, don't tell you, Hall. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I do that. I, got, I need to slow down. I'm getting older, right? I need to slow down. But we got all the shit in the U-Haul. And let me bring you back a little bit before moving to the new house, and which wasn't that much of a trial. But the U-Haul itself, and this goes out to everybody who's ever moved, and I've done it way too many times. When we moved in a small, when we lived into a small town, in a small town for eight years or so, we moved to three different places. You know, we went to a house, kind of shitty, shitty neighbors, couldn't really afford it at that point because I didn't, I had a job and not much of one. So then we moved into a townhouse. My wife got pregnant with a second kid, had to move out of the townhouse, so we have to go get another house. So three moves within a couple of years in that eight-year stint. Uh, I, we moved, obviously that big move to Arkansas. I lived in New Mexico. I've, we've lived in Humboldt. We lived in, you know, we lived in a bunch of different places. So I've, I'm pretty, I should probably just start my own moving co- company called Dipshit Movers. And it'll just be me moving he- people's heavy shit by myself. And they would pay me well, right? It, it would make more than what I'm making as a teacher. Maybe that's a good, that's a good business move. So anyways, um, the U-Haul, U-Haul store. Anybody who's ever moved has probably, I would love to see the stock of U-Haul. So any people who know Wall Street, is U-Haul a good stock? Because I, I see U-Haul more than I see, what is it, Rider or Budget or is it Rider the Yellow Van? I know there's other moving companies out there, self-moving companies, but U-Haul seems to be the big daddy. They're the Walmart, right? They're the fucking Costco of the moving world if you're doing it yourself. So I go to the local U-Haul, and if you've ever been to a U-Haul store, it is the most lifeless, sad, and cold place you can possibly enter. And I'm not talking about their storage facilities, because whenever you get a storage facility, it, it for me it always feels like a for me it always feels like a sad moment for whatever reason. I'm putting my shit away that I probably don't need, I will never see or use. You know, I'm just wasting money. I'm giving like 50, 60 bucks a month for a 9 by 12 unit to store my cardboard boxes full of old baseball cards and G.I. Joes. You know, it's, it's, it's sad. Storage units are a sad place. Unless you're like cooking meth or something out of them, then it's, it's, it's a business. It's a place you want to go. But in this case, the U-Haul store always, it doesn't make me sad. It's just the people who work there are also very sad. Uh, they're usually kind of young or old. There's not, there's not really the in-between, at least this is in my experience. Uh, they're usually kind of like disgruntled right out of high school kids with, with kind of sparsely grown beards who have already had a rough life at 18 or 19 years old. Or in this case, they're sort of bitter older men 
in their 60s who made wrong choices. They made a couple of wrong turns. They made a U-turn into U-Haul. Um, but that's what, that was the case here. They're not friendly. I don't think they ever smile. They come in like you, you're burdening them. And I, I walked in the U-Haul store pretty much right when it opened because I wanted to get going. Go drop the kids off at school. My wife did that. Then I go pick up the U-Haul, which luckily was only within walking distance, half a mile, a little bit, uh, three quarters of a mile away from the house we're moving from. So I go pick it up. And he specifically asked me, and when I made the reservation online, do you want the insurance? And since I'm moving only 10 minutes away, I said no. I don't even think I fucking got insurance when I went to, maybe I did, from Arkansas to California because that's a bigger bigger trip. And who knows what's going to fucking happen. I drove through a goddamn tornado uh, in Las Vegas, New Mexico. So, yeah, I'm probably glad I got the insurance because those fucking grapefruit-sized hail balls probably did some damage to the exterior of that truck. But, yeah, I, I didn't. I specifically said no. Online, no insurance. Then he asked me again at the store, would you, like, would you like insurance? I said, no, I do not want insurance. And this other fucking yuppie dirtbag, uh, well, I guess, are yuppie, can yuppies be dirtbags? This yuppie motherfucker in loafers comes up behind me, and he's renting a little quaint fucking 12-foot truck or 10-foot truck with a little fucking ee, little box truck. So he's probably moving his fucking uh, uh, mother-in-law into a better house. But he comes behind me, and he's, of course, I'm waiting for my shit to get done. This guy starts helping him. That guy wants insurance, right? I hear it. He wants insurance. So he gets the insurance on this little fucking 10-foot truck because he can't drive because he's a fucking white 30-year-old guy with a too clean cut of a haircut, no stubble, and he's wearing fucking loafers, right? He's wearing loafers to go move. So of course this guy needs insurance because he can't fucking drive. He's not a man. This guy is not a man. He doesn't know how to drive a U-Haul. He doesn't probably know how to fucking drive a stick shift even though he's probably my age, right? But I didn't get insurance. I knew that for a reason. I, I knew that for certain that I asked for no fucking insurance because I'm a man and I could drive a fucking 26-foot truck 10 minutes away without a goddamn scratch. Hopefully. Hopefully. So we get our... I, I saddle up. I, no, we can't pay yet because it's fucking U-Haul. So I make sure I go around the whole truck, make, look for dings and scratches that might not be marked already, all that shit, right? So then I eventually get the, I get the key, go to the house. That's fine. Load all the shit in. Take it to the new house. Spend a whole fucking day doing that. Wife has to go back to work the next day. I took another day off. So I'm doing most of the fucking in and out of boxes and shit like that. Anyways, all that's over. We get moved in, sort of. The garage is a fucking disaster zone. I want to kick and throw half the shit we have to the curb. Most of it, right? I want to fucking throw shit through the wind. But I'm, I'm calm. I'm calm, Josh, now. Josh is away from the bad neighborhood. Josh is away from protecting his children from fucking bullets. Stray bullets. Right from uh, some gang affiliation. I don't know. I'm away from tagger. I'm away from fucking painting a fence in the middle of December with a chilly rain falling on my shoulders and fucking painting over some gang tag sign. I can't fucking read, and I have no idea what it means. Are we the next hit? Are we gonna get robbed? Is some uh, uh, blood or crip? I don't even know what's up here. Are they gonna are they gonna slaughter my family? Is that is that what that tag means? I don't have to do that anymore. So I'm calm, Josh, now. I don't kick anything. Just throw a couple things. Take a couple sips of Tecate. Tecate. Whatever. Um, props to the old neighborhood. And just 
just relax, right? Everything's going to be fine. Let's move in slowly. It doesn't have to be a fast move. We have time. It was almost Christmas break at that time. We'll take a couple of days over the break to get settled before we go down to visit family in San Diego, which is a whole other fucking can of worms. Uh, so anyways, get all that done. Next day, sweep the U-Haul out. Get it all ready. It's perfect, right? Perfect condition. I backed up perfectly like the man I am. Didn't run over any rose bushes or any fucking small dogs. Didn't hit any overpasses or kind of sideswipe any unfortunate cyclist trying to make his way across an intersection. So I made it, right? I made it all the way back to the U-Haul store. Locked, cleaned, swept, key in hand. Go into the U-Haul store. Same fucking angry old man in there. I won't say angry. Again, I'll just say sort of like his face was just worn. You know, like, what am I doing with my life, Warren? Uh, it, it just, he didn't, he didn't look happy. And he wasn't unpleasant, so I can't say that. He wasn't a mean person. He was just like, hi. Yeah, you brought the truck back? Oh, okay. Let me get you settled up. It, it was like that. So picture that. If you can at all. But, so I give him the key. Selling it up. He's giving me the bill. He says $177. What the fuck it was? I'm like, what? I thought it was 132 because I already put everything up online and I knew that's what I was going to pay. But of course, they're always going to hit you with some extra surcharges and fees. And that's just not U-Haul. That's everything. Fucking PG&E. I'll get the fucking that. Don't even start me on PG&E and fucking electrical companies or gas companies or even goddamn recycling and trash companies. Moving is a pain in the dick when you have to figure out all that stuff, right? Changing addresses, the fees that incur. Oh, you didn't pay the rest of this month. Well, we moved out, motherfucker. We moved out in the middle of the month. Why are we still paying for the end of the month? The U-Haul, back to the U-Haul guy. So he gave me my bill that is probably 40, 50 bucks more than I thought it was going to be. And I'm asking why. And then, then I see on there the fucking insurance. That yuck, yuppie fucking motherfucker. The, 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 the smarmy... Uh, fucking cardigan, loafer-wearing, uh, white guy with a clean haircut and his 10-foot U-Haul. That guy, right? I don't know why I hate that guy so much, but at that moment, I did. And I could still picture him in my head. I still have it there. I'm like, that motherfucker, you got it. That guy got insurance. And that's what I said to the U-Haul man. I said, U-Haul man, that guy got insurance. I didn't get insurance. Right? I remember you specifically talking to the guy behind me. You want insurance? He said fucking yes because he can't drive because he doesn't have balls. Right? That's why that guy got insurance. I didn't get insurance because look at me. I have a bad beard. Right? I haven't slept in a while. Right? I have beer on my breath. I'm a man. This is what I am. I didn't get insurance. And they said, well, I can't do anything about it now. You have to call the call center. I have to fucking call the call center to void that I never got insurance. So that was that was my U-Haul experience. So in terms of Yelp review, um, uh, two. How about that? Fucking two. Uh, I don't know. But what? Where else am I gonna go? So I have to call the call center to get twenty-eight dollars, thirty bucks. I never fucking did it. You know the loops and the hoops and all that shit I gotta get through for a fucking one eight eight U-Haul or whatever it is. I'm not gonna do that. It's fucking thirty bucks. So I just took it as like a. It's a. It, this is the moving expense. That's just another added moving expense, and that is the fucking ghetto, the hood, whatever you want to call it. And I know I'm not doing justice to the ghetto or the hood, so fucking keep your 
balls in your pants. If you're getting all mad, you, you, you don't grow up in the hood. You know what the hood is. I don't, and yeah, I don't know what the fucking hood is. I just know it wasn't a good neighborhood for me and my family, all right? Is that good enough? Is that all right? Is that okay just to move away from an experience you're not having uh, a good one with? Is that okay? Can we just say it wasn't right for us? It's fine that people live there. I don't give a shit that people live there. I just don't want to live there. Um, so yeah, that was yeah. So that was it. That was our move. We're in. We're in like motherfucking Flynn, right? Um, and we'll see if it, how, how much shit we have to do. We'll see how, how much shit breaks in the first year. Uh, there's always little tiny intricate things we have to, or little small things you find in a new house. Like oh, we got to patch that up. Oh, we got to paint over that. Uh, the refrigerator light's not working. Uh-oh, the refri- refrigerator light's staying on. Oh, I don't know. What the fuck? What, the, what does this switch do? That's all. That's stuff, right? Real world, first world, white man problems. And again, we're in. We're in. So I'm about to quit a job, too. So we bought a new house, and now I'm quitting a job. Smart. I'm a smart man. I'm a very smart man. So how was your holidays? That's what I want to really ask you guys. How's, how's the new year going? I, I always love New Year. I always love New Year because people think it's going to be better than the next. It's really not. Does your face look the fucking same in the mirror? It does, doesn't it? Have you changed that much? No, you haven't. Uh, you think you might. You think you're going to do better things this year? You won't. You just won't. Right? Unless you're like dying and you say, you know what? I'm going to make this last year my best year yet. Then I'll give it to you. You're probably going to do something good. Right? Or at least think better thoughts. But if you're just a person who might be of relative health, decent health, you're not going to do anything different. I'm looking around. I don't see anybody doing anything different. Uh, it, we're all the same. So this whole New Year shit it needs to go away. Yeah, 2020. All right, woohoo. And can we just shut the fuck up anyways about 2020? Just already shut up. Too many people. What is it, the ninth today? Fucking nine days into the new year and people are already fucking complaining. I wish it was 2019 again. Uh, well, a great start to 2020. Woo! It's, just, it's a fucking... Shut up. Just shut up. I had a good uh, uh, lead up to 2020, speaking of. So usually we make our yearly trip to San Diego, which is, is always um, exhilarating. Uh, and next year I'm not going to do it. But we make our usual trip down to visit family, which is nice to see, right? Nice to see. And a friend I have, one friend that I have down there. So it's always nice to see him for a few hours for the seven days we're there. Um, Because he's got a family and he's busy. I saw my sister for a little while. She's busy. She works. You know, we're there when people are working. We're fucking, we're people who have jobs where we get two weeks off when most of the country does not get two weeks off. So we're lucky that way. And the kids get the two weeks off. So we're able to stay mostly with my wife's family. Uh, luckily, we were able to find, uh, like his, her brother was out of town. One of her brothers was out of town. So we're able to have our own kind of house for a week down there, which is always nice. But before we got to San Diego, before we made it to the finest city in this country, maybe the finest city on earth. I don't know. It used to be nice. It used to be decent. Now it's, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of people not from San Diego originally who now live in San Diego. And it has no football team anymore, right? It has no fucking football team. And it's always kind of been, not a lifeless city, but it's always been a city of just a bunch of different people from different places. And now it seems like it's even worse. Uh, every year I go there, it's, it's, it seems like it's getting worse and worse. And especially the fucking traffic. All right, so what happened beforehand was, I guess the storm of the century 
apparently, that must have hit Southern California. And in terms of California being, what is it, the third largest economy in the world or some shit? Right? It, it's a it, top five, at least, isn't it? In the world. One of the biggest economies in the world is this fucking gigantic, long, dick-looking, upside kind of inverted dick-looking state. Or bent in the middle dick. A broken dick. That's what California, a big, giant, thick dick, but a big, broken in the middle San Francisco Bay dick. It's supposed to be the biggest infrastructure, or the best infrastructure for, maybe let's just say you have a big economy, you should have nice infrastructure, right? And again, I know I've probably touched on this in some other rant, but the idea of the road conditions, uh, uh, people conditions, uh, the fucking tent city conditions that we have, the infrastructure of this place is poor. It is poor, and I think it's a poor thing in the country anyways. But what I saw uh, during the storm of the century in Southern California is that we have no infrastructure. We're not, we're not ready. We're not ready for anything. If there's some massive natural disaster that happens, the big one, right, which I've been hearing for 41 years is going to happen at some point, right, which it will. It will happen. Uh, a, a, a massive, catastrophic, I don't know, freak tornado that rips through fucking Vallejo. Uh, a flood, a tsunami that could hit and wipe out most of our coastal regions. Whatever's going to happen. I guess the tsunami would happen from a fucking earthquake, right? So anyway, something bad's going to happen. I say right now, I'll call it, we're not ready. This state is not ready for disaster. Wildfires, not ready. Right? Nothing, we're not ready. And what happened, I guess, when we're going down, we're traveling, we knew it was going to be raining, that that first day down the traveling day so we leave fairly early seven in the morning we want to make it all the way through you know two kids we got our fucking dog in the back uh you know we we want to make it through 10 hours 10 hours even with la should take us 10 hours that's what the maps say that's what we fucking are going by because we can't look at a map and see where there are roadblocks and conditions we can listen to the radio and i didn't hear anything through the bay area was fine hit a little traffic where there should be traffic but nothing bad Making swimming time, swimmingly going through beautiful California, making it through these golden hills that are now green with the rainfall that will soon turn that will soon turn uh, brown and yellowed, and now be tinder for the next fucking catastrophic fire. So we're going through, and we're like, ah, oh, we're making good time. Looking at looking at the clock, stopping here and there to piss. My dog does not fucking piss on a leash, so we're, we're taking it around. Uh, on rest stops or gas stations or wherever we're doing it, wherever we're stopping, she doesn't fucking piss. I don't, I don't know if dogs have like an extra bladder. Dogs can hold their fucking piss and shit forever. At least ours can. I don't know if your dog has that fucking problem. Uh, it's not a problem, I guess, but I'm like, just piss. And eventually I found out I have to walk out, like I walk around for like fucking 25 minutes before she takes a leak. Uh, but anyways, we're making it through Northern California well. Then we're starting to get into the Central Valley. And this is the one time we finally chose, oh, let's take the five. The five will be quicker. Because usually we take the 101. And when our daughter was younger, we would take the 101 because we'd always stop halfway down. And who wants to fucking stop in the grapevine, you know, five, six hours away from our destination? Who wants to stop there to have a night out? right? Or not a night out, just get a hotel. There's nothing there. There's no vibe. There's nothing to do. There's no good restaurants. <clears throat> Whatever we were looking for. Because, again, we're fucking yuppie crackers. Um, but usually we took the 101 so we could stop in, like, San Luis Obispo, maybe Santa Barbara or between there somewhere because it's a cool place to go. 
Right, it's got good breweries, has restaurants, cool places to walk around. Just to make make a second vacation during our horrible going to San Diego vacation. And I know I'm being tongue in cheek. It wasn't horrible. Um, so we took the five. And this is the first time I think in ten years I've taken the five. Or we haven't lived in California yet. Ten years, right around ten years again, um, since we moved back. So it's been a while since we took the five. So if you guys have ever taken the Grapevine. Taking the beautiful I-5. Uh, it's two lanes for a long time. And then once you, I believe, right around yeah, the armpit of California, kind of the Bakersfield area, maybe 60 miles north of that, it starts widening a little bit, opening up. And we start to see signs on the, you know, on, on the freeway. It says, I-5, Grapevine, closed, 67 miles ahead. And the fucking technology that we're so used to and accustomed to running our lives and making us not think, I guess, outside the box of what could be ahead of us, line ahead of us. We look at our Google Maps, and it's blue all the way fucking through from where we're at currently because the fucking GPS is tracking us. Satellites are looking at us. The fucking Russian spies know where our Subaru Forester is at. All the way down to San Diego, it's blue. It's blue, and we see these signs, all right, I-5, Grapevine closed, 67 miles. And we don't see any other motherfuckers turning off. There's truck drivers, which I usually trust on the road. I see 18-wheelers, you know, these people who drive for a living who are going to get completely annihilated once they have self-driving big rigs, right? That's a whole other story. But we see these guys, and I trust them. I trusted them when I drove through a fucking tornado in the U-Haul coming from Arkansas. They weren't pulling off. I got a 36 or 26 foot rig towing my Toyota Tacoma behind me. I'm going through with you. We're brothers. We're brothers now, right? We're 18 wheel brothers. We have two ton vehicles. We're fucking going through this goddamn tornado. And all these other little pussies are pulling off. We're going through because we're men. We know how to drive through shit. So we made it through the tornado. And I say, you know what? I'm following these guys. And everybody else is going too. It's fucking, it's the day after Christmas. It's Boxing Day in, in Britain or UK. Do they celebrate it all over? I don't know. It's Boxing Day, right? Everything's open here. Shit closes down over there. So it's Boxing Day. We're traveling. It's a fucking heavy travel day. People are coming back from loved ones' houses, maybe going like we were. It's busy on the five. We, no one else is turning off. They see the same fucking signs we are. They're trusting the same goddamn fucking GPS uh, Russian hacked satellites that we are as well. So I, we just go with the fucking... We go blindly. We're like a fucking... Alibaba, or was that the fucking horse's name and Ferdinand with the blinders on, fucking winning the goddamn uh, Grand, not the fucking Grand Prix, what was it called? Something fucking equine, the equine fucking races. Uh, we're like that, we're going forward with our blinders on. Not looking at the sign, looking at them, reading them, seeing them, but not really trusting that the I-5 grapevine is closed 67 miles ahead, and then closed 47 miles ahead, and then closed... 17 miles ahead until what it is fucking closed and apparently and a google, fucking what google's still not switching over google is still not switching over to show us fucking there's the god the biggest closure in southern california history is happening it'll show us oh save two minutes here or here's a gas station there it doesn't show us that there's a big fucking blockade yet eventually it did but then we're, I'm, I think I was driving at the time. I can't remember. Maybe my, my wife was. So I can have some road beers when I'm going down, which I usually do. It's part of, part of the trip. I have road beers. Sue me. Um, so, we, yeah, we're checking news stations on our phone. We're looking at updates. And we're not seeing anything yet. We're just not seeing anything. 
So eventually, by the time we get around Bakersfield, that's it. We can't go south anymore. We can't go south. We have to cut over east on the 58 to, to Hachapi, going into the even more internal pit of California to like Palmdale, Lancaster and shit. Or we could go west on the 166 eventually that goes all the way to Santa Maria, which is like south of Santa Barbara. Right? So, no, north of Santa Barbara. So be below San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, all that shit. So we made a mistake. We could have easily cut over 50 miles north and then made it to San Luis Obispo and then cut down. But no, we didn't. Because we trusted our phone. We trusted technology. We trusted that someone would say it's fucking definitively closed outside of those big, gigantic billboard signs that the CHP and Caltrans are updating. That's what we should have trusted, but we didn't. We're trusting Mr. Google. We're trusting Alexa or Siri. We're trusting our phones, right? And it failed us. It completely, absolutely failed us. And is it our fault? Yeah, it is. But I also blame the robots, right? The robots are supposed to know more than we are. They're taking over the world. So why didn't they know that? Why didn't they know that one of the biggest thoroughfares in California that runs from fucking south all the way up fucking north past California through Oregon, up to, why didn't they know? Why don't they know definitively? Like, no, don't show me a fucking blue line, Google. Show me blue and then a big chunk of red for 50 miles through the grapevine, up over the pass, the Tejon Pass or Tejon Pass, over through Gorman where they got fucking Gorman, got like three feet of snow or some shit. Tell us. But no, they didn't. So we take the 166 eventually because every fucking buddy else is doing the same goddamn thing. Can't go east, can't go south, can't go west. Then eventually we were going west and we get almost get up this hill. Almost, then we start seeing people turn around. Ice, snow. Californians can't fucking drive, one, right, in rain. There's no fucking way they're driving in the snow. There's absolutely no way. There's one slip out. There might have been a couple of accidents. And I know it's sad. People got stuck the night before on Christmas, which we didn't, we didn't hear about because we can't watch the fucking news in our hotel room with kids. We're watching like fucking uh, uh, PJ Masks and goddamn uh, uh, fucking Paw Patrol and shit. And my son's zoning out on his fucking YouTube videos where people are snorting fucking crickets. I don't know what they're doing on YouTube. But we can't watch the, the news. So we're checking it. The next, you know, we're checking it. But we don't see it. Anyways. But, so, we, we're, that's it. We turned around. What are we going to do now? We've already driven six hours. We only have, like, four to go from Bakersfield to San Diego if L.A. is nice for us and will let us through traffic-wise. But, no, we're just, we're there, but we're not there. A few hundred miles away, and we're stuck. So, we had to contemplate. Are we going back home? Are we driving all the way six hours again? No, we don't want to do that. It's, it's too much. Too much for us. Too much for the kids. Too much for the fucking non-pissing, non-shitting on a leash dog. Right? So what are we supposed to do? We have to stay in Bakersfield. We, we stay in Bakersfield out of all places. And no, I'm, no offense against Bakersfield, but it's Bakersfield. I'm sure you've been there before. I'm sure you've driven by it before or around it before, but it's Bakersfield. I don't know who lives there. I don't know what Baker, and I know it's agriculture. It's gotta be that. So we're gonna have a lot of farm workers. I, that's fine. Uh, there's, I, it seems like a place that would have a lot of biker gangs, like motorcycle MCs, right? Some sort of motor, motorcycle club. They've got that's got to be there. Uh, there's a lot of car, like big trucks. That's there, right? It's not really one of, where I want to spend Boxing Day. I don't want to spend Boxing Day in Bakersfield, but we make the most of it. Nah, this is what happens. Weather happens. 
What are the fucking... What? California? You can't deal? You have fucking... Goddamn top... You have the Sierra Nevadas. The Sierra Nevada is one of the fucking biggest, most treacherous r- ranges in this country, right? If you look up the fucking Donner Party, they ate people. They fucking ate people because they got stuck in like 39 feet of snow trying to get to the f- goddamn coast not that long ago. 170 years, 50 years ago, whatever it was. People killed, they ate each other in the Sierra Nevada. That's not that far. It's not that far. And they make it. We went, we went to Tahoe for Thanksgiving. We got through snow and ice and sleet, right? They got a couple feet of snow. We made it. So they can do it up there somehow. Yeah, do they close the passes going to, through the Donner Pass, going through the Sierra? Yeah, they do. But it didn't seem like it was enough snow to close three freeways, one of them being fucking major. I know it's for safety. I know there's some issue with that. I'm not saying, I know people got stuck. No one died that I heard of. So does that make it better or worse? I don't know. But one final little slip out. That's it. They call it. So we don't have the infrastructure for a couple of feet of snow. We don't have the infrastructure for black ice. And when we finally got the hotel in Bakersfield, and anyways, it was Bakersfield was fine. There's some characters there for sure. <laughs> there's some there's some characters. But on Boxing Day, uh, I ran across the street with my son. There was a Wendy's across the street. He's never eaten at Wendy's before. So I, he really wanted to have Wendy's. So I ran over there, got Wendy's for my son and daughter, came back to the hotel. Then my wife and I wanted to go out, have a drink, just kind of decompress the, the day, talk about what we're doing next. So we found actually a decent place, decent place in Bakersfield. And what I've noticed about living in bigger places versus smaller places, I've noticed smaller places have better happy hours. I don't know if you guys have noticed that before, but smaller, the smaller communities that I've lived in versus the bigger ones I've lived in, the smaller ones have better better happy hours, or they're easier to find. The place we live now, we can't find a fucking decent happy hour to save our ass. I mean, we can find okay ones, but it's either the drinks are cheaper or okay, but the food's ridiculous. Or it's either the food is okay, cheap-wise, and like, you know, you know, cheaper than what it might be, but the drinks are expensive. So we can't win here. We haven't figured it out in this place. Place we lived before, they had a pretty good place for happy hour, especially with kids. You go there, you get like a full pizza for like seven bucks. Like a full, actual, full eight slice pizza for a kid for seven bucks. My daughter would eat like one or two slices at the most, and we would take it home for the next day. So we have like lunch for three days for her. You know, so, and the beers were like three bucks for decent stuff. You know, anyways, it was, we haven't found that here. But Bakersfield, we found one. We found one that was like, ah, that's pretty decent. So my wife and I, I had a few beers. She had one or two, I can't remember. Uh, we got decent uh, happy hour fish tacos or uh, Korean beef. I can't remember exactly what we got, but it, all for under 30 bucks. And we're able to get out without kids while they're zoning out in the hotel room. The dog finally fucking pissed on some homeless guy's uh, uh, shopping cart. Oh, she's a girl, girl dog. So she didn't piss on it. She pissed by it. Uh, finally. So everything's, it's all good. Everything's going well. Dog's there. Kids are at the hotel. They're safe. We're two miles away if that. And that was, that was Bakersfield. That was it. But the next morning when we wake up, we finally were able to watch the news. And our fucking, have you guys ever gone to a hotel room and the TV doesn't work? This has happened to me like three or four times. It's, it's, is it just my fucking TV? I remember I flew to London years ago for our honeymoon. And I was the only person on the airplane whose TV in the back of someone's headrest didn't work. Everybody else's fucking TV worked, except for mine. And that's it's a flight that I kind of want a TV. 
right? And I want to zone out, but mine was the only two. So they tried to reset my system. Nope, didn't work. Tried to reset it again. No, nope. I was the only fucking one who didn't have a TV. So I'm just leaning over, watching someone else's TV silently at some point before I passed out. Um, but TV kind of works weird at our hotel room. I can't remember what we got. Ramada. We we're trying to find something not overly bad, you know, because Motel 6s, I've had really bad, not bad experiences, but not good. Uh, and I like the, I don't like the hotels that open up in the parking lot for some reason anymore. Maybe, again, I'm fucking, I'm yuppie, I'm white, I live in the suburbs. What do you expect from me? So, and this is like dire straits, dire circumstances. This hotel is no gem either. But at least you can go through the door and your hotels open up to, a, your rooms open up to a hallway. I like that a little bit better, especially in a strange land like Bakersfield. Protection. It's all about protecting the kids. It's all about protecting the kids. Um, so the TV doesn't work very well. We eventually get it working, watch the news, and then we're looking, okay, is the i5 going to open? Still, that we found a good website to update through Caltrans, I think. They're updating every half hour to make sure the roads are open. We found that 58 still closed, not opening anytime soon. 166, the one we tried to take the day before that we got turned around on, it is open. That cuts us all the way west, another 90 miles or whatever it is. So that's going to be at two hours extra that we have to drive to the west to get to the fucking Santa Maria 101, cut south through Santa Barbara, and we know it's going to be a disaster. Why? Because we find, found out the I-5 is closed indeterminately. In, not indefinitely, but they just don't know exactly when it's going to open. Could be noon, could be two, could be five. Could be not that day. Because why? There's black ice on the road. And even the news reporters say one slide out, one slip out, one accident, that's it, it's closed. So they have to wait for the sun to rise fully. They have to wait for it to melt, which might take all day because it's only supposed to get to like 38 degrees that day or something like that over the pass. So we have to wait, and then we can't wait on that. So we bit the bullet. We wanted to get down to San Diego. We wanted to see our family. We wanted to chill out for a week and just kind of hang out in our where we grew up at you know, and just, you know, just have a vacation. Have a holiday vacation with family, so we bit the bullet, took the one oh, uh, took the excuse me, the 166 all the way to the fucking 101, and then boom, what happens? L.A. fucking happens. Wait, it's just it was disaster after disaster after disaster. And guess what fucking updated for us? Guess what was updating once we got to the Santa Maria 101? Guess what was working very well for us to show us the fastest route. The fastest way to get there where there's not an accident to avoid slowdowns. You are now on the fastest route. Who do you think was now updating? Fucking Google and that bitch voice was now telling us which way to go to get around and to divert, divert and to just kind of uh, sort of navigate our way through the shitload of reds and yellows. And it took us, I think, to maybe take a four-hour drive, which it would have been from Bakersfield to San Diego proper, it took us about eight hours, eight, eight and a half. So basically it overall, I don't know, 17 hours to get to San Diego from where we live, which usually takes traditionally nine to 10 without LA traffic. Am I complaining? Yeah, I am complaining. That could have been all probably thwarted, right? One, if we were smarter and looked at the route a little bit better. Two, we probably just would have taken the 101 like we usually do. And three, if California can ever handle anything well. With all the money California makes, all the money we put into fucking California that gouges us with taxes, right? 
we should be able to travel well. We should be able to travel easily. We should be able to have fucking Google, who is in goddamn California, who know who makes who knows how much money off Californians and tax uh, breaks or benefits. Who knows, right? If they could just simply make it easier for your consumers to know where a fucking major thread highway is closed down before we travel, that'd be great. But ultimately, I'm not a bitch. I'm a man, right? I'm not some little sissy sissy boy out there, little lady boy. I'm not that. I'll take ownership. It was my fault. So now, you know what I want to get? I want to get one of those fucking Thomas guides. I want to get one of those Thomas guides again. And because that's what I had to do on the phone eventually is just kind of, I fuck Google, fuck Google. I was just looking, I use a map, of course, luckily with technology. We don't have a Thomas guide anymore. If we do, it's probably missing 19 pages. Uh, but I was using the map on my phone to kind of get us where we need to go. Oh, there's a 37 crossing. Oh, there's a blah, blah, blah. Here's a little freeway here. See if that's open. So that got us around actually map, looking at a map. Because I grew up in a day and age where we still needed maps. And I want to teach my kids how to use a map. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Target, Walmart. Do they even sell those anymore? Thomas guides. I'm going to buy one of those fucking Thomas guides. I'm going to shove it under the, uh, the passenger seat of the car. And then I'm going to teach my kids how to get around properly. Will it tell them where closures, closures are at? Will it tell them where there's roadblocks or accidents? No, that won't. That's part of traveling, right? So at least we have a little bit of an adventure of traveling with the kids in a car. right? We have had many other adventures on airplanes and airports and things like that. But this is the first one I, this, this is the first one I think they got a taste of. All right, uh, everything's closed down. Shit doesn't work well. It's a good life experience. And San Diego was fine. San Diego was fine. If we could talk more about that, we could talk about a lot more shit. But I've always been... Fucking 53 minutes already. I've already been talking about 53 minutes about my dog not shitting or pissing. Uh, what else? U-Haul, uh, old U-Haul angry men or sad, bitter men. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. So I got the rest of the day off. I'm going to go do who knows what. We live next to a nature preserve now within a two-minute, five-minute walk. I can go walk up these beautiful hills. There's a disc golf course there. And I... No, people are probably already smoking weed up there. Uh, maybe I'll go do that, not smoke weed. Maybe I'll just go fling a couple discs. I suck, but it's good exercise. I'll bring the dog. She'll piss freely. It'll be a good day. All right, so I'll talk to you guys next time.